0: They broke the internet, now they're breaking the bank. Find out find out which social media sensation is doing it big. Also, Comedy Central's roast battle king, Frank Castillo, is in the building. All this and more are coming up next.
1: You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live next.
0: Oh. I had to add my little Love, accent. Yeah, Castillo. I was just like, I was so Castillo.
1: happy. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone did it okay.
0: This is your song This is Frank's pick Kind of slowing it down This is yeah.
1: Thursday night I Catching a vibe <laughs> go.
0: This is uh, Frank's favorite artist Jay yeah. Cole, he wants to be a what?
1: Oh, I said if I wasn't doing stand-up, I'd be a gl- uh, gorgeous black
0: grandma. <laughs> there you have it, you guys. Uh, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Black Hollywood Lives Next. I'm holding it down tonight uh, for the crew. My name is Raina. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Raina underscore LA. And to my left is our guest for the night, Funniest guy, and well, I guess I'm pretty. I'm funnier than her sometimes. Him sometimes, but we have roast battle king most recently. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much, Frank Castillo. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> can you tell your, our viewers where we can find you on social media?
1: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter on, at Frank C Comedy. It's two C's, uh, and then I'm Frank Castillo on Instagram.
0: Instagram, okay. And also make sure you follow everything Black Hollywood Live at BHL Online on Instagram and Twitter. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, comment, say, spread the word, retweet, all that good stuff. So make sure you follow it. Follow us. So let's just go ahead and get started. Um, I kind of want to start off with the video. Go ahead. Uh, we have a clip of Frank's battle with Matt Broussard for the Roast King um, Roast King title. So let's let's see what's going on here.
1: Frank, I'm not surprised you beat Joe. I figured a Mexican would be able to pick off a fruit. <laughs> What? Matt's a big fan of One Tree Hill not the show but the place where his family used to hang black people
0: <laughs> how many jokes do you guys have to have
1: for this for the finals we had to they said five jokes with one in case of an overtime Ooh. that's not counting like rebuttals or just look like jokes or quick ones
0: did you have time to prep for this
1: yeah Frank, yeah uh, we, this one we had about Frank, I don't appreciate five days you painting me as a racist I painted you to paint my fuck so. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Keep going, keep hey, going, keep going. Hey. going. Hey. I don't appreciate you painting me as a racist. I hey. paid you to paint my house. Frank! No, no, no. Let's give it a selection. Let him do it again. You look like the IT guy at a taco truck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matthew McKinegay. <laughs> Matt doesn't do drugs. His unsuspecting victims do. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you
0: had five days to come up with this stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was nice because it was like I had been doing it for so long that I had literally just paint like, books and books and books of jokes that I'd been writing.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah. And you just found out
1: against him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I tried to, I wrote a lot of new jokes, but also if there was, like, a joke that I had written, like, That I just felt like was so good that it was like, because none of the jokes that I've ever written will ever be on TV except for this. Uh So if you write like a bunch of jokes, you know, there's a bunch of jokes that won't be shown. Right. You know what I mean? Uh Except those live shows.
0: Except live
1: shows. But those are like 16 jokes that got to go on TV, and I have like so many other jokes that I wrote that just will never ever be on TV.
0: You'll never know. So when you, so you won this title, Roast, Roast Battle Champ. Roast Battle Champ. Is there going to be another, do you have to? go against
1: somebody else for the next season or are you just the champ? Yeah, well, uh, so uh, there's season one's Roast Battle Champ, which is Mike Lawrence, who's one of the best comics and one of the best roasters I know. Uh, He writes on all the best TV shows right now. He's just really amazing and he's an amazing comedian. Uh, And then I got season two and if they do a season three, I think they're going to try to get us back, but also like, I wouldn't mind waiting one full season just to see if there's more people just because it's going to I think it's going to if they do pick it up, it's going to be even busier and stuff, which I feel like they will just because it was just so much fun. It's like a sport, you know, you just you're in the room is just so competitive. You can it was like you're watching like a I team. at that.
0: Uh, Did you have you always been a comedian or when did this
1: start uh, up? I started doing stand up when I was 21. I'm 27 now. Uh, it started taking it seriously once I got a job at the comedy store. I still work there. I'm a door guy there. Uh, now I have to just answer phones just because it's getting so busy that I've got to I'm gotta be on the road now. But, yeah, so I've done stand-up, like, seriously for about it's 21, so six years. Uh, and then, like, taking it really seriously, which is, like, getting up at least three or four times a day or, like, at least 15 times a week uh, for the past, like, two years. But the Roast Battle, I've just been doing, like, on the side for about three years, and it was just a show that started in the open mic with Brian Moses, uh, Rell Battle, and then all these guys. And it was just a mic, and we'd just go for fun, and it just turned into this crazy thing, and then now it became a TV show.
0: Yeah, so have you always been, like, the funny guy in your f- group of friends? Or uh, just-
1: no, I was always the guy that got picked on. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, my whole family, too, they roast and pick on me and stuff, but I think that's what just made me so unfazed by it, you know what I mean? Because it's like... Yeah, cool guy. I don't know. You could say something funny about me, but it's like my mom said some of the most meanest things about me growing up, and it's just funny. You gotta
0: share. You gotta. Can you share one of her her jokes that mom's?
1: Uh, Well, is there's one time my my mom had uh, had me when she was young. She was 19, and then when I was 18, so she was probably like in her late early 40s, uh, late 30s. uh, She uh, had two more kids. She had my little brother and sister. So when I but so we all just look young, and we'd go out and like shop and stuff. So one time uh, a lady was like. Oh, is this your husband? When she was talking to me, and my mom looked at this lady with such disgust. She was like, "If I'm gonna date a young guy, he's gonna have a full head of hair, and he's not gonna be a fat dude." And I <laughs> was just like, "That's so rude." That's I'm right here, and it was just it was hilarious.
0: Oh, I so see. That, that's messed up, moms. I guess you got, you get your comedian. Comedic influence from her, huh? Yeah.
1: Well, we. I mean, the relationship I have with my mom is a lot different than everyone else's, just because I think because she had me so young, so we just bust each other's balls all the time. Like we just. I mean, we let some, we let it fly, and I also just love her to death. Same thing with my dad. We all, you know, it's like we all went to college together. It's a pretty funny
0: family. <laughs> yeah. I it bet is. dinner is uh, pretty entertaining. Oh, <laughs> absolutely,
1: especially <laughs> my siblings. <laughs>
0: So, outside of your family, who are your comedic influences?
1: Uh, big influences uh, would be Chappelle, obviously. Uh, Louis C.K. is a big one. Um, I love watching Lenny Bruce growing up. Um, who else? Uh, there's a bunch of other really, really, some of my favorite that I'm... Obscure ones, too, that I'm... Like Ian Bag. I think is really funny. Rick Glassman's good. Um, uh, oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to mess his name up. Uh, oh, darn it. I totally forgot. Anyways, Anthony Jessen looks a huge, big, uh, big, I'm a huge, big fan of him. Just watching him roast. Uh, Jeff Ross, Joe Rogan, all those guys. All the guys at the store uh, that go work at the comedy store now. Uh, a lot of young guys, too, too.
0: Is there, a, so the comedy, I guess the comedy game, for somebody who's not really, in, or who doesn't really know a lot about it, um, and they want to get into it, they, is there, how, how do you get involved? Like, do you just start? roasting people and putting it on YouTube <laughs> or how how do you think what's the steps to get into comedy
1: I think a lot I think a lot of it now is just do it yourself I mean I think now is different in the sense where it's like you have so many different platforms and different forms of media that anything can happen so it's like there's a kid who could just record something on his phone and then post it and he'll get a million followers right. but it also just depends on how funny like is that content going to last and be that funny you know but for like com for stand up, it's one of those things where it's like I always say, just go to open mics. It's gonna suck for like ten years, <laughs> but just work on your craft and just get funny. That's what I had to do. I mean, I was, I mean, there's probably videos of me two, three years ago, and they are terrible. They're the worst. But it's you have to fail a bunch of times before you can start going, uh, start getting good. Like, I had to go through a bunch of mics, I had to go through a bunch of auditions, and I had to be told no a bunch of times before I was finally told yes.
0: Right, so can you talk about one of those difficult stand-up moments and how how you felt and what changed your mindset
1: Uh, yeah uh, when the Rose Battle first went to Montreal uh, I had been working on the live show for a long time like seating it cleaning it like writing extra jokes just kind of doing it when it first became a TV show me being a young guy just assumed I was going to get a job or something because I'd been on it for so long but the thing about Hollywood was, like, no one is owed anything. You know, you have to prove and when you're given an opportunity. So that first time, uh, I didn't get to go, and, like, you know, my friends are a big part of the show, and I got bitter and upset. And I remember I was just like, ah, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not, I can't go, but I do so much, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, I wanted to quit for... A, a little bit and then my friend who runs it was just like thank god because he's a cool dude he like sat me down and took it personally he was like "No, nah, man fuck you he was, like, <laughs> he was like you can either be fucking upset about it or you can get better and work harder so when you do get that opportunity it's just undeniable that you have to get on the show mm-hmm. and that's what happened I worked, and I didn't get mad I just got better I worked harder I did more battles I got more sets and then I just when it finally came and happened I just was really it just everything lined up And
0: now you're the roast battle king, so season two. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can you talk? How has your life changed since, or has it? Do you have more bookings now since this uh, the battle?
1: Yeah, uh, it's absolutely insane. One, I've met a lot of great comics. You know, Matthew Burchard is one of like the funniest dudes I've ever met. Super funny, super smart. Uh, really just a great dude same thing with all the New York battlers Todd Berry, Zach Amico uh, uh, Scott Chaplin, all those guys it was just so cool meeting such a whole Like it was like meeting just a whole another group of comics and you're just like oh these are great mm-hmm. but um, aside from that I got a manager, which was really cool, uh, and then I've just been doing sets uh, all, literally since that Sunday, I, I, there hasn't been a day where I haven't done a stand-up set, and it feels great, and they're like in front of real crowds, which is cool, a lot of headliners taking me out, like I got to go do I got to open up for Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan last night at the House House, uh, yeah, Ice House in Pasadena, and then I'm going to be hosting for him Friday and Saturday in uh, Oxnard, Levity Live, which will be a lot of fun. So, you know, it's just cool. A lot of opportunities, you know.
0: Any local shows coming up soon? Uh, Yeah, you
1: can always catch me at the Comedy Store every Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tuesday at the Live Roast Battle. And then uh, Wednesdays I'm hitting open mics or shows, you know. I mean, just follow me on social media. There's literally not a place you won't find me. If there's a bar in Los Angeles or <laughs> Van Nuys or in the Valley, like, I'll be there. So I'm very accessible.
0: Nice. So um when you're prepping for a show or a stand-up right or how what is your process? Like how do you get ready for it?
1: Well for the rose battle, this was different just because it's like most of the time I'll like take my time and write the jokes. But for the rose battle it was like it was like uh, an NFL combine, you know? Like I had to really prepare. I had pictures of all the guys I was going against, painted them or painted but yeah. I painted everything one I, no, I <laughs> uh, taped them all on my wall, had a huge board up, I'd write tons of notes tons of facts I do a lot of research I watch a lot of podcasts I do as much as I can to know as much about the person that I'm making fun of because in the end that's what's going to make me write a better joke if it's more specific and catered to them um but so I would do that and then I'd just sit for hours and just write premises. I'd write a bunch of jokes and then I'd talk to uh, you know, my cut man which was uh, my best friend Dan Nolan. we talked talk strategy all the time where it was like if you're going to hit him from this angle you got to do this. If you can be too silly but you can't lose the crowd you can't be too mean. Uh, so it was just a lot of strategy.
0: Wow, I didn't even... I mean, you know, coming from someone who's... A, I'm not a comedian yeah. by any... But like that's a lot and that's awesome that you comedians really go through yeah. all of this. And you don't really know. Yeah. That's... Well, well, this is
1: different because it's like a fist fight because it's like a battle. You know what I mean? Because it's like you can have all of your jokes memorized, but when the pressure's on, there's that crazy crowd. I mean, you could see it, man. It was like
0: he messed up, and the crowd went crazy. Yeah, man. Because
1: it's like they smell blood in the water, and there's and he 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 was so cool too because he. He uh, recovered very well, and his his joke that he recovered with uh, got stepped on by the laughter. Um, but the joke – because I heard the joke when he said it, and it's a real good joke. He was like, I, I, I'm upset you paint me as a racist. And I paid you to paint my fence. <laughs> Hilarious would have swung the momentum right back in the right direction. Um, but, you know, just it – just, it was a misstep. But – Um, That's when I knew I was like, if I can just hit him now, I can do it. And he switched to a looks-like joke, and then that's when I went over the top and hit him with a stronger looks-like joke, which made that pop even bigger. So it's like fighting in a sense. Right. So by the last – so and then the third joke I did was just um, I knew if I did it then, it would work, but if I had done it anywhere else, it would come off as too cocky and I would have lost the crowd, which is that um, he's a lot like the food at my work. He's about to get served by a Mexican because it was it's it's pointing out that he had just messed up without really like burning him hard but it was just kind of like Strutting, yeah, mm. it's real fun. It's just yeah.
0: Yeah, you can catch a lot of your epi- your work on on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. On most of it. So, guys, make sure you tune in on that. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, some a certain situation. So, George Lopez he's a very, he's a Mexican um, comedian. Uh, he went in Phoenix. He had a stand up show. He made a joke. Um, it says two. There's two roles in a Latino family. Don't marry someone black and don't park in front of their house. Yeah. Now, in that joke, one one um, African American woman, she stood up, and she was upset. She yep. flipped him off, and he was just like, you know, you need to get the fuck out, mm-hmm. and if you can't take a joke, you're at a comedy show, you need to get out. Mm-hmm. Basically, it went viral. Yeah, um,
1: it went crazy. It
0: went crazy, right? So, at what point do you think is too much for yeah. a joke?
1: Uh, I, th- I believe in freedom of speech, 100%. I, I, I'm i one of those guys where I'm. it's like, if you're going to say what you have to say, you have to accept the full responsibility of what you're going to say. So, the joke, obviously... Not the very nicest joke, but that's a joke he's been doing years, and it's also like one of those things where it's like, my family, especially older families, tend to be a lot more, they come from a different time, they tend to be more racist, which is not the best thing, but that's just how grandpas are, you know what I mean? Not saying the joke he said was right, because it isn't, Um, and it's just a different time. That joke he said, I don't think he should have been crucified for the joke that he said, but... The way he handled the situation and talking to the woman, that's where the true problem, I think, lies. Because it's like, back in the day, I think if someone heckled you like that, you could just really rail on a woman say terrible things and the crowd would eat it up and love it. But this is a different time. You can't do that. So, yeah, I think he definitely took it over the farm the way he handled the situation because he could have just been like, get her out of here and really really had her removed easily. And I think he shouldn't have said things the way he said it. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Calling her out of her name. and Yeah. She, you know what I mean? It's like you could have had her escorted out by just saying... Yeah. You know, or yeah. not even saying anything just yeah. continuing on with the, with, um, the show. Yeah. Um He has been on tour. I saw him live in Sacramento for the Kings of Comedy tour. Yeah. So he is around a lot of black people and mm-hmm. he makes jokes like that all the time. Yeah. So at what point, I don't know, you have you know, you've had Mexican jokes placed on you. Oh, absolutely. So, when do you take offense to that? I
1: I don't because I'm one of those guys that just, it's it's, I think I'm smart enough to know the difference between when someone really means it and then when someone's joking. Mm -hmm. Or if someone's just being ignorant and just naive. You know what I mean? The other big part about it is just like, we have to listen and be able to, you know, take things as it is. And also be willing to grow. If I'm going to say something, I can't Pretend that the other person shouldn't be allowed to say that thing either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like you shouldn't be able to be a terrible. I mean, you shouldn't be outright just screaming in someone's face, ter- saying terrible things. You know? But I think if it's a joke, then it shouldn't be. You know,
0: taking that serious. seriously because
1: it's just a joke. It's a
0: joke, right? You know what I mean,
1: I mean, it's also there's a way to there's a fine line in things. I think if if the joke is funny enough. More than it is, uh, you know, racial or disgusting, it's then everyone has a pass on it. That's the weird thing about this show, you know what I mean? Like, there was a joke I wrote about Baron Trump, and it was, uh, everyone got real, like, it was right at the height of everyone getting really uncomfortable because someone made a Baron Trump joke at the time, and then someone literally got fired. The joke I wrote was, Anna's bo- Anna could pass for a Trump, she's got the body of Melania, the brains of Ivanka, and her womb is barren. It's just, it's just a right. wordplay joke, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, but it's at the time and everything, it's such a fine line. Right. But that's one of those jokes where it's not swinging down on anything. It's actually a compliment, and it's just a play on words,
0: right? Uh, do you think this is going to affect George Lopez in the future? Is he going to get more shows? Or it, I don't know if do it'll think? affect
1: him. I think he'll be fine. I think people will still come out. But it's also one of those things. Is like everyone now is at a real weird place you know any everyone's jumping off at the any little thing and i get it and i think that's just a real reflection of where we are as a society you know and i think that when you make jokes like that you know obviously we should all understand that it's just a joke mm-hmm. but i mean if he's up there in a white hood swinging a kkk mask and then he's just you know saying terrible jokes then it's like all right maybe we should definitely check in on george lopez yeah,
0: you definitely gotta know your audience, like you said. Exactly, and know who you're actually yeah, joking with.
1: Exactly, and but it's also like all those people paid money too. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Well, hopefully George Lopez will see him. See, so I like him. I think he's really. Yeah, funny. I mean, I
1: love him too. But it's also he's. It's just a different time now. You know? It is
0: a different time, and I. I don't think that he should have called that lady out her name. That yeah, that's pretty.
1: Crazy. It's it's really tough too because it's like I mean you know now that lady is just you know it's you got to learn how to handle each, especially with the way phones are and everything. Each situation is so different. Also, just be a nice person. Right. Know? Just be cool.
0: Just be cool. Has that ever happened to you when you were making, when you are on stand-up or even at the roast battle? Has somebody been super offended by a joke?
1: Uh, Some people have been super offended by a joke. People would, uh, would make fun of my girlfriend when I would roast battle. Some people would make jokes at my girlfriend's expense. And that's one of those things where it's like, and they would lose every time because the audience can tell when it's like, alright, There's a difference between using my girlfriend as the vehicle, as the punchline, and then there's a difference of just making fun of my girlfriend, and the audience would lose it. Like, there was a great joke that someone did about my girlfriend, and it was um, uh, Frank said he was going to marry his girlfriend after this battle, so his girlfriend's rooting for me. So And then I wrote a joke about my other friend and his wife where I was like, uh, I would never make fun of Pat Barker's wife because I would never shame the victim. (laughs) <laughs> you know, or it was like Pat okay. uh, just, there's different jokes like that because it's like you're not making fun of the person you're using them as a vehicle right. and some people would make j- f- just jokes about my girlfriend like they'd call her fat or some crazy joke yeah and then she'd take her she, her feelings would get hurt and then it'd just be weird, and that person would be like, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry." And then I was like, "Hey, man, you 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 gotta apologize to my girlfriend," you
0: know? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. that's terrible. Yeah,
1: but she's a she's a good she's, she's, she's a good sport.
0: Well, shout out to your girlfriend Thank for you. that, because oh, I would have been on that stage like no. <laughs> well,
1: that's the best part is that it, the audience can tell they're just like, mm, we can't get behind that because yeah. she's not on stage. I'm the one that's on stage. They have to roast me. And that's what loses it for them.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I learned a lot about the com- comedic world. Tonight. Yeah. Um, so moving on to uh, one of our topics of the night. Um, so there's social media sensations. Basically, people are getting their videos like retweeted. They're going viral. Mm-hmm. And now they are breaking the bank, getting a lot of money for what they did. So there's three um, social media, I guess, Sensations that I picked out. I'm not sure if you've seen this. This um, person. This is Danielle Brigoli. So she uh, went on Dr. Phil September, and she had, I guess, issues with her mother. And this is what she said. She was like, "Cash me outside. How about that? Calling the audience hoes and just had a really thick accent. I guess to not really, you know, it just didn't fit her. How she was talking didn't fit what she was." Yeah, how yeah she, you get how me how she's what I'm presented. saying. How she's presented. So now, um, after that, it went viral. You know, people are saying it every t- everywhere. She's having, she has apparel. Now she's charging yep. 250 dollars for blankets. She has a clothing line that says "Cash Me Outside," right, like literally using the Champion yeah, yeah. logo. And, and Champion was Causing really upset much about controversy. That. Yeah. So then she also has um music. This song, this is a song. "Cash Me Outside" is a song now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um And then she was also recently in uh, Kodak Black's uh, yep. video. So it's like. How do you feel about using... Do you think that she kind of... I don't know. Do you think she... This is... I'm not going to say she shouldn't have been... I don't know. Why is the internet making people like the... I guess her famous? Well, it's
1: our fault. It's right. 100% our fault as sure. a society. No. Um. But it's also one of those things where it's like... I mean, look. You can't fault her for using what she got yes, to get exactly. stuff. I mean... But it's also just like... I think it's a lot of our fault as uh, right. people.
0: Like, do you say Catch Me Outside? How about that? No.
1: I mean, I think I will eventually. But it's also, we love spectacles. We, as people, love spectacles. There's nothing we love more than to see a ship burning. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's so fun. But it's also like we can't turn away, you know? We want to see what happens next. And I think that's because we've created, you know, I mean, you look at like my Super Sweet 16. We love shows like that. We love watching crazy stuff, you know? Like, we all hate her, but we're all talking about her, and that's the point.
0: Yeah. And then another um, point was um, how she went on to social. Thank you. She went on social media um, and, oh, no, she went back on Dr. Phil. Yeah. And recently, and she was like, you were nothing before I um, came on your show. Yeah. Like, who gives you that title? Like, it was crazy. I
1: mean, I, I 100% see what she's saying it's just one of those things where it's like I mean yeah he had a fan base but it's like she knew it's like I mean it's it's kind of like how Trump got the presidency you know what oh. I mean? she knew she was just like I gotta whip she's like I'm gonna use that model I'm huh. just gonna whip shit up and then come back because it's like is what she said really true I don't know but do you think
0: it's real do you think this is her how she really how is- she
1: really is probably but I mean I don't know if it's really like it. I definitely think she turns it up more you know I think yeah. she fell into a situation where she was like uh, people love it when I fart in public I'm just going to keep farting in public So
0: another person that we're going to talk about Is um, Salt Bay I'm not sure if you've seen this meme before um, so basically, he was like cutting up some meat, yeah, and he was putting salt, and that's exactly what he did. That's his form right there. Salt came out, and it just went viral. People yep. are just retweeting his meme. They're saying stuff with it, and he now he has a restaurant in New York. Um, they've had a few celebrities that wanted to Salt Bay to come and you know spray some salt on their food and everything. That's so, funny. so he's getting a lot of money and, and publicity for this. Yeah. So uh, another question I want to ask you is if why, how does it feel when someone who has a real talent like comedy, like you're pretty funny, you're really funny, and someone who's getting publicity off of, you know, something like this. Salt Bay or even Danielle Cash Me Outside. Like, how does that feel? You actually have the work. You put in the work and then now she just had a video. Does that kind of offend you in a way? No, no?
1: because it's also one of those things where it's like, I can't get mad at the things she's doing just to make money. You know what I mean? But it's also going to be like, what's going to happen in ten years? You know, it's on to her to figure out what she's going to do to make the next amount of money that's going to make her still relevant. Like me, I mean... I'm going to be doing stand-up for the next 50 years, you know, and I'm going to keep doing stand-up. It's going to be the one thing that I always do and I can always go back to. Or roasting or whatever, you know. I can always make money off of that. Mm-hmm. Am I going to do TV? Maybe, who knows. But, you know, the Salt Bay guy, it's like, you know, he probably actually cooks. So, like, now a bunch of people think he's hilarious because he's a meme, and then they're going to go to his restaurant and be like, oh, this dude can fucking cook, <laughs> you know. And it's also not as annoying, you know what I mean? But it's like,
0: I definitely think this one isn't as annoying as Cash Me Outside, for sure.
1: But it's also, like, he probably can make a mean-ass steak, you know? Whereas, like, I mean, you can only say Cash Me Outside until the next phrase comes back. You know what I mean? Because we're also going to be like, remember that one time we let that person do crazy stuff? And then remember that one time that lady kept saying that Cash Me Outside? Outside.
0: Oh, my gosh. I just, I can't wait to see who the next person that's going to be Internet famous. Yeah,
1: we hate Uh, it, but we fucking love it.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's like almost as if like what should I say to get <laughs> get hey, money I off of
1: that? I mean, you don't want, Jeez, him, but I, get I know. It, huh?
0: But um, the last the last uh, social media sensation. So this is Jeremy Meeks. He's also known as Prison Bay. Um, his mugshot went viral. Uh, he has beautiful eyes. I'm not gonna lie. His mugshot is pretty damn good. And um, now this is him walking in uh, the Philip Lyon, uh, fashion show. So he's in New York Fashion Week. He's in, uh, a model now, literally. Got yeah. out of got out of prison is model. He had a contract I think while he was in yeah. there. I think out of the three this one was probably the best the biggest like sensation because now he had a contract while he was locked up. Yeah. Who does that? I, Have you I ever mean, heard of that before? That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I mean, you can't fault him either, because it's like, that's also just a talent, you know what I mean? I mean, just... To look God, good. Yeah, if God makes you beautiful, I mean, you know, you just got to rock it, you know?
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he was there, um, he has so many more, I guess he signed to a few modeling agencies, and he's doing it super big
1: right now. That's awesome. I mean, kudos to him. He literally turned his life around by just being good looking, you Right. Know? I mean, people get discovered however, you know, but that's a good way. Plus, I'm sure he's, you know, got an awesome trap house somewhere. <laughs>
0: I don't actually. I don't even know what he really did. Do you know what he really did? I don't do you know. know. He
1: was just too goddamn good looking,
0: <laughs> and he got locked up for yeah. that. Um, yes. Yeah, so do you know any other social media sensations that you could think of right now?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, like there's a kid that uh, I think his name's uh, Rai Dune. He's uh, a Vine star, and I think I mean Vine's over now. But that guy does stand up. You know what I mean? And he's also acting on things. So I, I like I like the way he did it. You know what I mean? Because. See that guy would go to Mike's and just other comics would just not give him anything they would just be mean to him you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but he stuck around and he kept doing stand up and now he's like funny and he's on TV and stuff and like now he's just a, and he's a cool ass dude. And I felt so I remember one time I was mean to him at a mic. Just when I was working there. I wasn't like mean to him purposely, I just cracked a joke and then he like and I was like, Oh, I feel bad. And then afterwards we talked and he was just like super cool. He's like, oh, I thought you were like serious. I was like, no, man, we shit, on everybody. We yeah, we shit on everybody. Yeah, we just shit on everyone. That's all I mean. They he's meant it. I didn't.
0: Uh, Is he like the scrub when he came on? Like, no,
1: no, no. He was super cool, but it was just it was like a bitterness, you know what I Because mean? mm. it's like all the other young comics like can't afford a two drink minimum like a burger, and then like you know he's got money. He's got money. <laughs>
0: he's got money. And everyone's just like,
1: man, fuck you. You know, it's like the kid with a nice car in high school. He's like, I, yeah. what was I supposed to do? My parents are good uh, off, right? Know. He's a great uh, dude, though.
0: Um, last question before we wrap. So they're on Instagram, Twitter. There's a lot of these skits mm-hmm. coming out. So they're pretty. Some of them are pretty funny. Some of them are a little forced, I'd yeah. say. Have you ever been involved in a skit or have you are you thinking about doing one for?
1: I, I used to do this is I, I'm gonna re- regret admitting this but uh, when I was younger, um, I one of the first jobs I got was writing at a Pachanga Resort and Casino. I mean, not... um, not That's not embarrassing. No, that's not... No, that's not embarrassing. Uh, But I got to write really fun skits, and it's like there's a... Like, I got to write, like, a rap video, and they, like, paid us to film it, and it was a lot of fun, and it was great, and they're, like, super ridiculous, and I'm glad they let us do it, but just me watching, I'm just like, ah, oh, God, I was, you know, Kentucky. Why
0: what was it so bad? What was one of the skits? Do you remember Oh, that? no, it
1: was like, we, it was like, because it was like, I mean, it was just so much fun, because it was like, they would shoot just regular videos. If you ever been to, like, a casino, they have just, like, the regular B-roll videos. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, cookie-cutter stuff. But They took a chance on us, and they were just like, you can write whatever you want, because they had all these cameras and stuff, and just really great, you know, equipment, and a great department, and we would, they would just kind of, like, you know, shoot like, waterfalls, you know? So we wrote a skit where it was, like, us introducing a new uh, slot machine, but it wasn't going to come out for, like, six months. So we went into the elevator, which was also a time machine, and then we jumped into the future to go play a slot machine. It was ridiculous. And then there was another time we – this is crazy. uh, We uh, (laughs) – Couldn't get into a nightclub at the at the casino, so we uh, got sucked into a video game called King of Bling, and then we just turned it into a, like a rap song. It was the most ridiculous thing. We had to shut down the pool and film. It was hilarious.
0: Oh my god! Can yeah. we find this on YouTube? No,
1: you guys can't find it. I mean, you can, but I'm not gonna. Oh you're my god! You
0: guys have to look up this video. I'm gonna look it up and you see. Should. what It's is. so
1: embarrassing. <laughs>
0: um. So yes, that was freaking interesting. Like learning about the comedic. I mean, um, industry as a whole, because I don't know, people think there's a fine line between being funny and then being like stand up funny. Yeah. Is there, what's the difference between the two?
1: Well, I mean, it's, uh, I think people can just be naturally funny. You know, you look at like a Ryan Reynolds and that dude's hilarious, especially just the way he acts and just delivers his lines and stuff. Um, Whereas like stand up wise, it's like, it's definitely a craft. You know, you're just writing your own jokes, you're doing these things, but. I mean I think I'm pretty funny off stage. I mean I'm not mean. I don't roast people all the time.
0: Yeah, you didn't roast me today. Yeah, I'm not going to make good. funny.
1: I'm also just a regular person. So <laughs> it's uh just depends, you know. I mean some people can be funny off stage and just can't be funny on stage. Mm-hmm. Some people are hilarious on stage and just regular people off stage.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that is our show. Thank it's you so much for having it it this is great. literally was it always goes by fast when we have great guests. So oh, thank, thank you so, you so much, much for for being here tonight. Um, before we, we wrap, can you tell everyone about upcoming shows and where we can find you and Parf- follow all your career?
1: Uh, I'm going to be taking all of George Lopez's dates. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be uh, at Oxnard Levity Live Friday and Saturday. Um, I'm also just going to be around town in Los Angeles. If you guys want to check me out, um, follow me on my Twitter and Instagram. Um, always at the Comedy Store every Monday. Always at the Roast Battle Live every Tuesday. Um, I'm on a great podcast called Verbal Violence. Definitely check that out. Uh, we, it's me, Brian Moses, uh, Coach T. We uh, just Coach T is one of the best DJs out there, and it's just a great podcast. If you want to learn about the Rose Battle, that's where I'd say start there. Uh, yeah that's about it
0: make sure you guys follow frank and keep up with his uh his career also look for his skits on youtube that he had at the casino and you can find it put it in the chat or the comment section and send it my way because i'm gonna look for it i was too. very
1: young and, and dumb
0: <laughs> i'm your host reina Ale. you can find me on instagram and twitter at Reyna underscore Ale, and make sure you follow all things black hollywood live at bhl online on instagram and twitter like subscribe to our youtube channel comment share we love to interact with you guys and we'll see you guys next week on next from executives kevin undergaro dario Kristen, tiana hobson and the entire bhl staff we would like to thank you for supporting black hollywood live the first online broadcast network dedicated to african-american entertainment for questions and comments contact us info at black like us on facebook Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Sipio, Instagram me, at King XO Bay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.